it's so funny to me the the um, contrast between these yeah. two episodes. I mean, that's what fucking happens when you choose exactly. to be a dick. You don't get to have fun, Crosshair. <laughs> <laughs> you get to sit in your cafeteria and never finish your soup like a Sisyphean task, <laughs> while the boys go race pods with the crime ant. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Welcome to The Good, The Bad, and The Batch. I'm Julia. And I'm Becca. We're best friends and lifelong Star Wars fans, and this is a Star Wars The Bad Batch fan cast. And this time we're reviewing episode four uh, of season two called Faster. Harder, better, faster, stronger. Harder, better, faster, and stronger. That's the whole episode title. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Holy shit, this is a fun, 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 good episode. Uh, I feel like I've been given a gift. Yeah. No, I... Was, I mean, I was thinking about this while we were watching it, but I love that the last episode was so serious and so sad. And then they're like, hey, remember, we're here to have a good time. Not, <laughs> not a long time is what I was going to say. <laughs> hopefully both. Hopefully a long time and a good time. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I, well, and I was going to say that's kind of odd, but we saw this in the first season. Like yeah, that happened sure. pretty frequently. Um, I think there was still like a level of uncertainty um so like uh, the lighthearted episodes in season one felt a little bit different than this this feels like they're very obviously established and stuff and this was kind of just a fun romp that like i think had more to do with like character work like we get to see a lot more of sid in this and like first of all we get her full name yeah well okay so let's which i was very excited about we're jumping the gun a little a bit. little bit I'm but sorry. no it's okay it, it's okay it's not like we have rules for this podcast how um, dare you how dare you talk about something you're excited about um but yeah, so on the topic of this was a fun, really fucking fun episode. Um, broad stroke stuff, I kind of love that we're getting, like you were talking about, this, I don't know, this happened in the last season where we would go from like a more serious topic to a more like fun, levity What, what we filled. were calling kind of filler episodes, but, but like truly, I mean, we think we came to this conclusion the last season that yeah. like there's really no complete filler where it's just like yeah. nothing matters it's, following that episode. But it's, it's always doing something yes. for the show. And I don't know, I think this show does it particularly well because I guess in, in other shows, I feel like there probably are filler episodes where they like their bottle episodes. They mean nothing. You yeah. move on. You never reference them again. But the thing about this show is that like every step of the way is informing us in some way about something. The last episode was obviously really introspective when it comes to like crosshair and, and telling us like maybe the traje- trajectory of Cody right in mm-hmm. this season. Um, this one is giving us something that, and I remember this when we were watching this episode that we talked about in our last season that we wanted to see. So I really love mm-hmm. that we're getting to see this, which is that we are getting more dedicated time to smaller groups being broken out and having those interactions. Yes. And I'm very, very happy that we're getting that because like I wanted to see more tech. Like he kind of was like, especially yeah. tech and record, like very much like secondary tertiary characters in the story I in think the last season. Tech is the character that we have seen the least of yeah. like on a solo basis because like we like again yeah tech and record get kind of lumped into like uh the the the, those two kind of sort of the kids um (laughs) yeah i suppose um but we did get quite a lot of like record last season yeah just like chips just just for because he's kind of more of a a louder boisterous kind of person and tech isn't and so i i love that we're getting him in this episode very much like he's so quiet but like he's such a big personality even if he's not 
saying anything and it's very good he's one of my favorite characters yeah in this. and i'm hoping that the next episode i mean we'll see where it goes um i'm hoping we get sort of like a, an echo and hunter yeah. episode because i was gonna like, say do we get to see where this probably not but i, I hope I we get it. to see what they were or, doing what they were up to during this uh, episode yeah or even since we know a lot about hunter and like he's had a lot of character growth in the last mm-hmm. season like an echo and some other people sort of like centric episode just mm-hmm. because like i mean we've talked about this but like echo tech and wrecker are kind of like very much took a backseat in the last season. We got to see a lot from them just from like background character animation and little things that inform their character, which was enough when it came to this ensemble cast yeah. and not overwhelming the story, which I think is fair. Mm-hmm. I'm liking that, as you said, now that these characters are established, we're getting opportunities to explore that more. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's this just was just like a fucking delight of an episode. writer's perspective, I mean, I guess just sort of like a story crafter's perspective in general. I, I love seeing... Um, things being able to be paid off and you have such a strong character development um or or just establishment in the first season that now we're getting to okay now we get to see that pay off like if if it hadn't have been so good in the first season this wouldn't be as strong as it is now um i don't know it's just really satisfying to see i mean i guess whether or not you are um someone who who crafts stories or not it it's still, I don't know. I think to me it, it means more because it's like, wow, you guys really did that successfully, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and I love seeing like payoffs is a good way to put it because I feel like a lot of times like when it comes to storytelling, the the concept of setup and payoff is really like plot based. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you know, if you want your like emotional payoffs in the end, you have to set them up. And like, yeah, that's a fair point. But I like also exploring the thought that payoffs can be just sort of like little successes along the way when it comes to like things you've done for your characters. Mm-hmm. And like now we are getting a payoff when it comes to like, we understand how these characters interact with each other and we're like getting to enjoy it. Yes. Like it's just, I don't know. It, it's like when you really hit your stride and then you just get to like power through, like yeah. it's just, it's really good. And like, then we get these like fun, almost said fun and flirty episodes. It's not really flirty <laughs> unless you're into, I mean, I guess I'm into racing. That's cool. Um, are you into racing am i into racing um so this was a delight of an episode okay but going forward through the episode we can now talk about more specific things sorry Um, i got really excited no it's okay i was just going to to intro through the fact that like obviously we start on ord mentel which is kind of nice to see again we've only seen it like once very briefly in the first episode it now feels very because we got a lot of these establishing shots in season one too it now feels very just like this is the sick yeah the sitcom bar that everyone goes to (laughs) This, this is, is the, the cheers. cheers bar. Yeah. How many times are we going to reference Cheers? What's so cool is that <laughs> we've been watching 90 sitcoms and we haven't watched one episode of Cheers. Neither of us and have I've seen Cheers. Never seen no. Cheers. <laughs> so, yeah. So we don't know what we're talking about. Other than there's a bar that everyone well, goes we know to about and, Frasier, and they know your name. And they know there. your name. And Ted Danson works there. Anyway, this has been Cheers talk for this <laughs> This has been our episode. Cheers uh, corner. Yeah um but yeah no it is really nice to see it does feel that kind of like that that homey like oh i know what we're doing yeah this makes sense to me uh established thing mm-hmm. this episode is really chock-a-block full of just like oh yeah i could just enjoy the established motifs mm-hmm. you know um anyway there's like a little intro we hear that echo and hunter are off on some mission which i think is really funny i was like parents are off on vacay you know <laughs> immediately when sid said that or whoever says that you're just like mom and dad are, are away they're taking a, a little the vacation. kids are here and your aunt is watching yeah they, they left the kids with the with the the aunt at the bar at the bar. um <laughs> anyway so I, I love that like again we just are getting these characters yeah and we get to do a thing that i love 
I'm not going to lie, unashamed, fucking love pod racing in Star Wars. It's so fun. I Listen, <laughs> it gets a bad rap because people don't like the prequels, but, and, and you know what? There's some valid points there. And that's fine. But, but I will say, I would go on record and say probably no Star Wars movie is as good as you think it is. <laughs> They're fine. This is very true. Um, anyway, now that I've made a, I've say, said something nope. so brave yet so <laughs> controversial. How, how could you say something so brave yet so controversial? No, I think pod racing and like specifically in Phantom Menace. I mean, like whatever. Say what you will about that movie. It added a lot to the world of Star Wars. Yeah. And now we are getting to see uh, some of that, um, some of its legacy here. Yeah. Uh, which it got legs. <laughs> it, got, it got legs. Um, which is so so fun. Um, but yeah, so Sid needs some protection or whatever yeah it's protection yeah she brings them there for some reason but honestly it really feels like she's like do you want to come help me bet on the ponies (laughs) it feels like she's like bored and just (laughs) wants to take them somewhere so they end up on a planet called safatoma or a i think it's it's a a spaceport it's a spaceport yeah i don't even know what planet it's on i'm realizing and you know what it doesn't Doesn't matter. matter I love it. It doesn't fucking matter. No superfluous information. Because I feel like you know, like you know what you're getting with this. As soon as we saw, it, we were like, yeah, 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 yeah. This is a sort of a CD yeah. spaceport. We know this. We love we know this. We love it, yeah. Um, and it is good to note that it is called riot racing in this, yes. which is there was no guns in pod racing. There are guns in riot. I racing. love that this is so just like do whatever the fuck you want. There are no rules. You can shoot. Like I love that we get um, in their introduction to of this to this sport of riot racing. Um, we we see that sort of the race course is a little more like obstacly than it was that like previously when we saw pod racing it was kind of just like a, natural environment yeah like yeah it's nice to see like an actual course for something like this and then the fact that like it's clearly so a uh, way of income for these people and like because there's ads in the tunnels and like you know that they're filming that and like. I don't know. Um, there's like this announcer and we get to see, yeah, the pods like shooting at each other and they accidentally shoot into the crowd and fucking kill someone. Yeah, it's a fucking hoot and a half. I, I love it. I love <laughs> walking the line of like, we can't see Admiral Rampart shoot a man. And then, in, and then throw we, his body <laughs> off of a ledge into yeah, a ravine. But we can see someone misfire a pod racing weapon into a crowd of people and that person just falls over and dies. Yeah. <laughs> Point blank. It's kind of great, honestly, because like it it's so inconsistent in Clone Wars too. Like Anakin stabs someone like through the back fully on screen. People jump off of things and kill themselves. Like it's like yeah. but it's also like it's a kid's show. Um <laughs> and like I think they like eased off of that a little bit and like yes. maybe like rebels and stuff but it's so funny now that we're like i don't know we can kind of show people shooting each other sometimes it's just for dramatic effect when we don't show it but you can just fully get shot in the face i guess yeah and that's okay i mean that was such a crazy way of of um, characterizing what this racing kind of is like it really gets to the point I also love that immediately after that happened, the announcer's just yeah. like, just a reminder to everyone, like, uh, we are not held, like, legally liable for any damages that, ha- you know, like, if you're in the audience, yeah. uh, happen to spectators or whatever. Which uh, is so funny. It, it smacks so much of, like, the capitalist hellscape of, say. like, outer worlds and all that. And, or like, just, like, that we currently find ourselves <laughs> in. <laughs> yeah, but, like, rough and tumble in a way where it's, like, clear, like, like hyperbole, basically. Yeah. Um, to a point. Um. Yeah, so we are, I mean, throughout this episode, riot racing is very much characterized as this, like, insane, high-octane, high in mm-hmm. a fun way thing. Um, and essentially, the whole the whole subplot of this episode is uh, Sid uh, making good on a bet, right? And, like, doing some, betting on the, on the 
betting on the ponies, ponies basically yeah. yeah and and losing a bet and then trying to make it up uh we have a, a couple of interesting characters that get introduced to us mm-hmm. uh one of them being this droid whose name is teo who is voiced by ben schwartz voiced which is by like wonderful ben schwartz always so fun when ben schwartz like pops up and pops up in animated shows uh-huh. because he has just like such a vibe about he him does. and he made this character really fucking funny and i like so good i just i don't know i i love this show for like introducing just weird one-off characters who are like really entertaining just mm-hmm. because of the performance and like the attitude yeah so we meet uh well we meet a few sort of side characters here one of them is teo um slash ben shorts um and then we meet um sid's uh what seems to be sort of an old enemy slash friend uh sort of a a, a, a you know your fellow con person your yeah. fellow hustler um whose name is greeny malegi um and he has a, a racing team well we find out too that sid has her own racing team which is of course teo and their weird pod um but yeah uh, malegi's racing team guy is a uh, jet venom which is an incredible name i just love that like it feels like people who make this show are leaning into like how fucking weird star wars is and like, it's weird. i don't know let's name him jet venom <laughs> with an i with an i venom venom yeah no it's so good um, this whole interaction too, when they, when the batch kind of meets, uh, uh, this rival of Sid's basically, um, and the jet venom says something in his native language. And, um, you know, of course tech is like, you know, translating everything and Wrecker's like, what did he say? And he's like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you, <laughs> you don't, don't want to know. know. Yeah. It's um, very good. I do like that. I will say, cause like, you know, obviously there's a lot of like action and stuff interspersed throughout this episode. So we don't need mm-hmm. to like go into every fucking bullet point detail. Yeah. Um, but I do like that. We kind of are getting a potential character trajectory revealed yeah. to us about Sid, which is something I guess I did not think would maybe happen just yeah. because in the last season she was just kind of like a helper character. I mean, we knew part. that she was, you know, uh, a little unsavory in that she kind of does some crime. Yeah, well, she's everyone's crime aunt. <laughs> yeah. But, like, you know, and, and I think there's, like, implications that come with that. Um, but I like that we're still not... We're not letting the audience forget that and kind of adding another layer of, like, is, is she trustworthy? What, you know, or is she being changed by her interactions with the Batch? And, you know, it's, like, not that I'm afraid that she's going to, like, you know betray them or anything but there's gonna be there has to be something that ends up happening right i love being able to look at episodes and and have someone say something and then see be like that's not a throwaway line it's not a th- like that's know, intentional and we know with this show there isn't is no any throwaway, throwaway shit yeah um no there's definitely set up for conflict but yeah. like it's yeah it, it, i don't think it's gonna end up with sid being a bad person she's emperor palpatine all along <laughs> fuck <laughs> she's actually jar jar binks who's emperor palpatine all along <laughs> excuse you Sorry. um um but i uh i I do like being able to be like oh i think there's going to be some like upcoming conflict with sid and we're presumably going to have more of her character revealed to us and we're going to be able to see her more as like a full human person or Mm -hmm. i don't know whatever a full lizard person person. a full lizard (laughs) woman um and i i think that's really intriguing and really fun i like that we're putting um I don't know. In this second season, we've been able to hit our stride with like these main characters, and now we get to focus on other people. And it's gonna—it's becoming more layered and more interesting. And again, just such props to everyone working on this show because it's 
like, y- you don't even let this side character who, like, does have an established role already, and it would be really easy to just be like, she's just going to continue being what she is, and she's not going to have any growth into this full, you know, bodied character that, like, y- you, I don't know, we, we can sense some, some character growth from her yeah. um, in conjunction with the batch, and that's, that's so good. They're not letting any of this go to waste. It's, it's just... I don't know. Very masterful. I'm I'm extremely impressed, and I'm like, how do I do that? You know, <laughs> how do I get that good? You know, <laughs> time, unfortunately. Uh, but honestly, yeah, it's so. I feel like I talk to people about this show, and people like don't believe me about how good it is, and like, yeah, they're we- like, sure, Julia, <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I was like, no, no, no. But like, just the way that things are are used and talked about, and like you know paths are dictated throughout these episodes like it's simple and it's incredibly effective and i feel like people really really underestimate that type of storytelling Mm -hmm. because everyone wants the biggest most complicated most multiversal storyline in the fucking world the shiniest the most twisty the most shocking and it's like i don't just shocking twists like that are not satisfying no they are what they are they're shocking and that shock fades away so quickly whereas if you set things up and you pay them off the the idea that it is so satisfying story-wise that like it, it's just it stays with you so much longer than just like it was palpatine's back for <laughs> somehow <laughs> palpatine has returned <laughs> i don't know i'll never get over that, that i love this somehow the <laughs> like i don't know bitch i don't know <laughs> it feels like yeah <laughs> God, it's it feels so like they were in the writer's room for that one. And they were like, like okay, pal- the r- line should be Palpatine's back. And then they're like, well, but how? And it's like, somehow <laughs> Palpatine's back. I don't and know. Like, we don't have to yeah, explain it. Just put that don't on worry, there. We it's don't have fine. time to explain it. Whatever. They won't care. <laughs> we cared. We cared. Um, it's bad. God. But that being said, the show does not do any of that shit. It's setting stuff up and like Sid with this these interactions that we're seeing in this episode i think setting up a really interesting character sort of conflict in the future i'm jumping the gun a little bit but even within this episode we do see like i mean i don't know maybe this is just fairly obvious but like it it kind of is leading towards like tech is gonna take over and do the race right like it has to be that way like he's studying the track like i don't know which aren't things that are out of character for him but like it's just nudging you in that direction of like, okay, I see what's going to happen here and I'm happy about it. As far as like kind of foreshadowing, just within this episode even only. So you're predicting that tech is going to play a bigger role in this season? Oh, well, not in this season, but like in this episode, like treating this episode just as what it is. Sure. Like we have the established like Teo is the, uh, the Oh, we're racer. talking about plot points. Yeah, in okay. this episode. Uh, no, Teo is the is the driver, and like even though he got ruined, like he's gonna he's gonna be the one to to drive the pod, um, and win the race. And yeah. it's I don't know. There's certain interactions that they have where there's like this tension building between Tech and Teo, where they're yeah. like, "You're not doing it right," and all this stuff, which is very in character for Tech. Um, and then him studying the ra- like they've written it really well in that like it is pushing the audience towards like, okay, yeah, yeah like we know what's gonna happen, but not in like a sad predictable way no it's, it's like, like okay i can't wait for when this happens it's like setting up the dominoes and then exactly. inevitably falling exactly how you think they're going to my point being they can do this on a season-wide scale and also on an episode very episode greatly scale. in an episode to episode basis yeah i'm just i'm just singing more praises here and that's fine re it's a good show mm-hmm. uh i don't really have many uh bad things to say about um, any episode we're on episode four now right in this season mm-hmm. i don't even i mean i barely had critique of the last season like I, yeah. I think that's an important thing to also talk about but like 
if the biggest critique you have for the show is that there's filler episodes, it just like then it's probably a really good show. <laughs> but yeah, let's. Uh, is there anything? I mean, I would just like to take a moment to talk about the fucking jokes we got in this episode. Um, two specifically that I want to call out, but like, so going through the episode, right? Like, mm, uh, Teo gets ruined. They fix him and the pod back up. And they're going to race again because there's like a higher stakes race that they now have to do. Yes. Tech and Teo are arguing. And this whole interaction when they're like arguing, Teo is just like being weird to Tech. And Tech is like, I also know things. This Tech whole is just like, are you bullying me? <laughs> between those two is so funny. And I love the way it's, it's so shot good. because I love that there is the added bonus of Teo can flip his face around. <laughs> and like for some reason that just like really makes the conversation like have this specific kind of nuance to it. That's so goddamn funny to me. It's so good specifically oh my god because leading up to this right so like they're arguing teo steps back towards the pod is in the middle of what is actually a road that we did not know and the fact that he's facing away from tech but flips his face around and we can see him like, like tech in the says background. something <laughs> like antagonistic to him and he flips as he pauses and flips, flips his, his face, face around, around. It's just like oh yeah <laughs> it's Oh, good. Having that and having them starting to argue again and then having, and I legitimately choked on food that I was eating <laughs> when this happened, having him get run down by a pod was maybe the single most fucking hilarious thing that I've seen in this goddamn show and maybe in a Star Wars. <laughs> Holy shit, I lost it. It's so good. This is just like, I love that really, really punchy. And then just the dead silence. Like this episode I was gonna used say. the like dead silence wry humor thing yes. really well. Because there's multiple times where like someone will say something or like, I don't know, Teo will leave off on like a, a weird thing and they'll just kind of look at each other. And like, they're not afraid. It's not like punchline, cut. It's like punchline, let it sit there for a minute, <laughs> which is everyone so funny. Looking around, like I really love... I, I would have to look and see, like, who wrote this episode and if it's different than, like, previous episodes. But they really have a grasp of, like, these really specifically funny interactions. And, like, yeah. I also really love that later on... So, like, obviously, Teo gets fucking destroyed. It's, like, whatever. <laughs> and then, like, obviously, Tech is, like, oh, I'll do it. I'll be the pilot, obviously, because we've set this up to go that way, yeah. as we talked about. Um but when they're at the fucking starting line and we get the announcer going through all of the different competitors, <laughs> which, by the way, they have great names, wonderful, and ridiculous names. personalities. And I love it. And then just ending on and our last competitor tech. And then it's just dead fucking silence. <laughs> and the announcer being like, is that is, that, is right? that it? Is that right? Just tech. Just tech. We know anything about. No. OK. <laughs> no, okay. Like, I don't know. <laughs> dead silence. And this guy just being so goddamn confused uh it's so good like it was so surprising to have that level of humor in this episode after the last episode that was so sad yeah just i love the crosshairs having my old friend the worst time yeah and <laughs> you know his boss is bullying him he's eating you know <laughs> canned bread for the 18th time and it's losing a choix de vie um and then we have these guys over here who are having an amazing time it's so funny to me the the um contrast between these yeah. two episodes i mean that's what fucking happens when you choose exactly. to be a dick you don't get to have fun crosshair <laughs> <laughs> you get to sit in your cafeteria and never finish your soup like a Sisyphean <laughs> task while the boys go race pods with the crime ant <laughs> fuck you <laughs> really good 
I want to talk about. Um, I'm sorry, we're like way all over the place with this episode. But great news, it's 80 percent racing. So <laughs> need for fucking speed in this episode. <laughs> um, yeah, I like how when Tech is just like, I'll do it. Wrecker is like, what? And I'm like, yeah, he's Mr. Fucking Tokyo Drift over here. You mean he he's the pilot? He does this. I don't know why this is surprising to you. Also, like, you were were you gonna let the child do it? Like. <laughs> She's like 11, maybe. She's 11, and she's very, very smart, but, you know, anyway, she's not a pilot yet. Anyway, um, I do want to talk about Omega a little bit, because yep. I think when originally the conflict between um, Sid and this uh, other hustler that she clearly owes money to. Malegi? Um, Malegi, yes. Uh, the wildest name? <laughs> um, like, immediately Omega. I mean, I, again, it's just established, like, this is just who she is and stuff, and the other two are kind of more followers, and I love that even in this uh sort of setup where it's like uh, they're clearly the older ones like she is the one who's always just like no well this is what we're gonna do because we can't just let sid get you know taken get liam neeson's taken <laughs> yeah, get, yeah yeah no she's like clearly we're doing this and they're just like are you sure and she's like yeah no i like it to the point where essentially her two big brother characters are like we kind of agree with the other guy yeah and she's like no we're doing this and they're like okay. okay yeah um no it was just i mean it's good to see she's still the way that she is very um just and like this is my friend and friends help each other and they don't let each other get taken by their hustler enemies <laughs> i like that we're kind of seeing this too especially off the heels of obviously the last time we saw omega and she's learning about greed and colonialism um but that we're kind of re-establishing in a way like the character that we saw her grow into in the last season mm -hmm. where like especially in the episode it's infested we call it malfeasance for some reason because <laughs> we can never remember the name of it's it. Um, nope, it's infested. Okay, it's infested. Um, where she got to also stand up for Sid and like when Roland Durand came in and like took her uh, took her bar and stuff. Um, like I like that we're still getting to see that side of Omega and that Omega still seems to have a huge soft spot for Sid. Yeah, which I think is just really sweet and endearing. And again, I don't feel like we get this interaction very much between characters where it's like a young person and like an older woman and the older woman isn't like maternal in some yeah. way. It's just like, I don't know, that's my cool friend and I like her and like, I don't know. I just like, it's a unique relationship. I like that we're getting more of it. And I love the setup too of like, clearly Omega is just like, well, we're friends and this is what you do for your friends. And then the setup of um, Malagi talking to Sid later being like, you know, what are you doing with these people? Like, you're not, you know, one 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 of these days are not going to be useful to you and you're going to cut them out. And she's like, well, I, I don't know. I might surprise you. That kind of thing where it's like, clearly, I mean, th they're obviously working up to some kind of conflicting uh, story point here but like i love the it's, it's a little bit hopeful like you don't see sid kind of look away and feel ashamed like yeah i'll probably do that like you see her kind of being like omega's kind of rubbing off on her it's kind of like well you know what like these people have been here for me and i, I might do the same you don't know um will that happen i don't know we'll see excited to see where that goes but i like that it feels a little more hopeful yeah than you know than not yeah no i just i don't know it's interesting to see sid in a way kind of like just defend herself and her actions in a exactly. way it's like i might not i might not be the person that you remember me to be anymore and yeah. like being like well i don't really think that's so true and it's like well people change and mm -hmm. like i do really like that in a lot of ways um we're establishing the story as one about just like people becoming their their themselves and their own person yeah and, i was like, gonna say in seeing the batch getting 
kind of establishing who they are and learning about themselves outside of the Republic and the Empire, we we see that kind of rubbing off on people around them. Like Sid is kind of like, you know what? I've decided that I'm this and, you know, or at least at this point she's yeah. kind of saying that. Yeah. I like that um, she's kind of like retaining her underworldy kind of connections yeah. and persona and stuff but she's also just like i've changed though like as a person but we also like still see her as the practical person that she is i mean in the first episode when they go after the why they're motivated to go after the Duke's war chest um spoils of war whatever is that she's like listen things are kind of start happening and like i'm trying to work out for myself and you should do the same like yeah. it, we still have this kind of like internal selfish kind of like conflict with like that and do i do the better thing what does that look like? How do I protect myself and do that? Can I do both those things? You know. Yeah. It's good. I like. It's good. It's good shit. It's good. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> no more. Um, I don't know. I like that we're establishing a lot of these things in kind of like the small ways and like little interactions that are just like kind of pushing us towards something. I mean, yeah. like you said, on a on a macro scale, on a micro scale, like season That's a good to way to episode, put it. Yeah. Like everything is kind of being set up in these dominoes and like again nothing's a filler episode if you're looking at these things as like pushing you in a certain direction and like we are getting those like really important like pushes in this episode too and like i like that it's also um sid also i'm now realizing that at the beginning i cut you off but you were so goddamn excited about learning sid's whole last oh that's kind of it though i'm glad that we got to hear which is full names uh yeah her name is sidarin scaleback Sid, I think it's Sidorin. I don't know. It sounds like a Lord of the Rings name, it which does. I think is really funny. Krillabimbor. Krillabimbor. Crimbles. You know, the elf named Crimble in <laughs> Lord of the Rings. It's the one that's like, they don't, they're all beautiful, right? He's <laughs> like in the crimbles. corner with like eyes going two different yeah. ways and like he one of his like ears is a lot longer a than bit. the other. Yeah. They're like, we don't talk about him. Crimbus. Crimbles. Crimbles. <laughs> anyway no i just like mm, lord I, of the rings i love i love a nickname i love a shortening name we know ne- I, I realized that we've never we don't know what her surname I, I, is when they said it i realized huh we've never heard her <laughs> whole name before <laughs> didn't know what i had lost until i had it <laughs> um yeah i don't know it's just a fun kind of uh again and and it coming from this like old sort of rival friend person that basically person that she has history with like i love that it's basically instantly establishing like this they know each other like this is a a relationship that's gone back in some you know in some time i'm honestly very interested to maybe i potentially hear about the nature of their relationship like going forward i don't know if sid is ever going to have a like let me info dump on you my sad backstory yeah exactly sort of a situation but um he was an interesting character the designs in this um episode were really great yeah like i i really particularly loved his character design it was really interesting (laughs) you want to transition into some uh some designy notes absolutely um this can kind of tie into the sort of the world building aspect we were talking about earlier um but it's really interesting to see i mean a new place as we said we don't even know what fucking planet that's on this is on but i love seeing um the Star Wars world and kind of its sort of capitalism and stuff poke its little head in. And like one of my favorite things that you made mention of earlier is that there are like ads Mm -hmm. on the inside of these tunnels. And I just like, I fucking lose my shit every time I see like in universe ads and something. Cause it's just like, so 
Like, if you really want to fill out your world, like, have mm-hmm. ads. Um, well, I feel like newspapers, we, like, shit like that. We don't really get them. I remember getting a few of this when we see... There's a few, like, Coruscant Underworld episodes um, in Clone Wars. And like I always lightsaber loved... lost? Yes. <laughs> With <laughs> Tara Sanube? <laughs> Not only do we get world-renowned detectives Tara Sanube, but we also get to see, like, Ahsoka... Uh, I think at one point she, like, jumps onto one of these big advertisement oh, yeah. um, banners uh, floating. I don't know what to call them, but... Um, I don't know. That was so fun. I loved seeing that kind of um, happen. And I, I mean, obviously, like, there's going to be ads. It's a somewhat of a capitalistic society. We don't get the ins and outs of for it. For sure. For sure. For sure. Um, I love seeing it. Yeah. No, it's great. And it's a really great way to fill out the world. I like that they did this. And of course, like, I feel like that's kind of an integral part of like racing culture, like even in our world is that they're they're sponsored. Right. Yeah. But also, I just, like, really liked seeing, again, like, a a big crowd of people and seeing, like, a big mix of, like, species and stuff. Mm -hmm. I feel like we kind of... Bad Batch is, like, doing it (laughs) very well. I feel like in previous things, we've seen a lot of, like, I don't know, not huge crowds. And it's, like, not super diverse. And, like, it's interesting to see that, like... Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, not that... um, I don't know. I think a lot of times in Clone Wars, we saw, like, oh, we're on this planet. It's full of this species. They're They're all all that. Blonde. (laughs) Yeah, or they're just all that. And it's, like... Well, you know, in this world that's so interconnected, you would have people. Yeah. Like, you're not ever going to have a planet that's just like, oh, we don't. I mean, I guess unless you have a really racist species on the planet that's just like, we don't allow outsiders. Maybe Mandalore. I don't know. Which Um, was a choice to make them all sort of blonde, blonde. blue eyed. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Yes, it was. I'm not saying that's, um, you know, don't read into it, but it was a choice (laughs) that maybe they shouldn't have made. Um. But so that being said, it's nice to see in Bad Batch uh, kind of more mixes of people. And I also really like the sort of world building note that this sport draws like a lot of people from a lot of different places. And it's just kind of like a very fun. I don't know. It's a way. I mean, like it's a way to make quick money if you're if you don't mind gambling a bit. Yeah, no, for sure. And it's just I don't know. It's fun. And I really like seeing uh, there's at one point where there's like kind of like banners displayed and they're really colorful. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm really liking that this season of Bad Batch. Not that the last season wasn't. I talked about this a lot being like, um kind of uh, in the last season parts where we saw the batch tended to be a lot more colorful versus uh times that we were following crosshair of the empire especially when they're obviously on camino where things were really like drab um and how that kind of like changed as the season went on i'm really loving that this season we're just getting like so much beautiful colorful stuff and like I don't know, like, the Batch is really, like, thriving in this environment. They kind of look more like that, like, with their sort of, like, piecemeal jury-rigged, like, different pieces of armor and, like, Mm -hmm. that are very, like, I don't know. It's just, like, yeah, it's good stuff for me. It's a little treat for me. (laughs) (laughs) It really feels like since they have kind of come to terms with, like, who they are and and leaned into that, um, I mean, they're still learning, but, you know, it feels like the visually it feels like the world is opening up to them yeah like we first see them on this beautiful beach there's like this archipelago kind of area and now we're seeing them in a sort of a different but equally colorful yeah space and like you know um contrasting that to what we've seen with (laughs) with crosshair where like everything is he's either in the imperial uh areas which are all white gray bland yeah uh nothing in them very not very ugly or he's on you know this planet that's like pretty much like one color spectrum like it's no that's not the right word talking about camino no i'm talking about the planet that they go to in the last episode oh what was that planet called desix desix um once again i wanted which kind of is so funny because it's like 
I don't know. It, it's a very beautiful landscape, and you particularly love these kind of deserty landscapes. Yeah. But they're very arid, and it's very yeah. like one color palette. I was trying to say palette, not spectrum. And so, I don't know. It kind of retains that like dreariness in a way. Mm. It's still beautiful, but taking Different. into account <laughs> this character that this yeah. episode is focusing on, it makes sense. Um, I also really like that um, Desix almost sounds like desiccated. Mm. It was very, fun. I don't know. That's that, good. Yep. I'm not saying it's intentional, but. <laughs> You're like something I noticed. It, it fits with the theme that I was just talking about. Yeah, so. for sure. That's a good thing to point out. Um, I feel like we haven't really talked about like color and color theory yet, which is cool because I love talking about color and color theory. Um, but yeah, like I like that uh, as opposed to the last episode this episode with the batch is very colorful and they fit into it very well. And I also really love just like specifically special shout out. Like I adore that their armor is like orangey and yeah. blue and a little bit of yellow now. And I love that the world around them also has those colors reflected in them. Like all of the pods that are being raised for the most part are orangey bluey mm-hmm. combos. And just, I don't know, like it's fun again. It's that like we are established in this world. We're more part of this world than we are part of the one that we were in before yeah um i was gonna say i feel like uh tex teal pants really stand out i love his teal pants it's, i love that wrecker has one arm underneath of his like suit that's yellow yeah i'm like fuck yeah i love it tell me about that i don't know <laughs> <laughs> what's the story there did you sew it on did the, what happened to the other one i don't care i love it um no it's very good the colors are just so like saturated and like there's a part at the end where they're like walking off of the course and like in into something where there are like doors that like are open and then uh-huh. close behind them and the colors that are coming in are so almost just like fucking juicy like they're like so like juicy tangibly colors. <laughs> saturated like beautiful mm-hmm. colors and i'm like it's a treat to just be able to have something in a science fiction world that is like full color full of life yeah um because i feel like way too often we go towards grays and Mm. muted and it's just really sad and like this is supposed to be something that's kind of like fun and triumphant and like a good it's a good romp like i think that's one of the things that i love about star wars so much is that they're not afraid to go like grungy with it um because i feel like a lot of other sci-fis try to make everything very sleek and monotone and like or not monotone but monochrome monochromatic one, yes one color palette yes um I'm sort for, of i'm a, forgetting my words today um sort of one hue and different values yeah monochromatic um, i mean i don't know you think like mass effect or i'm blanking on literally any other sci-fi um i would say like the kind of reboot star trek movies are a little yes. like that like at least yeah. the early ones yeah like everything is white and sleek and gray and not yeah. like it's very um yeah versus like you know star wars you have cylindrical communicators and like the droids are very like i don't know they're kind of grungy they're like they're not afraid to have a shape they're not afraid to be kind of um (laughs) not afraid to (laughs) to have have a shape shape. i love that that's a great Um, a great way to describe silhouette like they feel sometimes they feel very cobbled together and like even you know c3po he's still very shaped (laughs) he's very shaped (laughs) he's got a a silhouette to him it's not like he's a way of standing and he's just yeah even though like the little um we were just watching the clone wars movie last night the little bunny droids that kind of walk around um which ones there's one that like i think when general the little toasters no not the toaster when like general loathsome is he's like talking to somebody the bunny droid comes up with a communicator and it sticks it between its ears and it just like comes up (laughs) I, i don't know if you missed that part um but I don't know. They just like they look like things. They're not just like a box or like yeah. a cylinder that's very smooth. Um, 
I don't know. I just design. <laughs> yeah, no, I get you. All that to say, I I love that Star Wars is not afraid to do that. I don't yeah. know. I don't know of a lot of other similar. Um, it's got a properties that, ki- that a unique do that. Yeah. art direction to it, and I like that they are expounding on that and continuing that legacy, like as it yeah goes throughout time. It was a good episode for a lot of reasons. Um, do we have anything else that we want to talk about? I will say I wish there was a tiny scene at the end of this where they get back to the bar and Hunter and Echo are angry reading (laughs) under one lamp being like, where the fuck are you? I would have loved that, but that's like my specific (laughs) type of humor to the point where I've drawn comics with that one joke in them. No, and it's very good. And I love too that it's this like split of crew. Like it's not like Wrecker went with Hunter and Echo. Like it is kind of the kids and mom and dad are like taking a vacation. I mean, they're not, but they're, they're doing a job. They have a work trip. (laughs) They have a work trip. Uh, Yeah. I would have loved like a, they get back to the bar and, and a hunter and an echo are there and they're just like what th- what were you thinking <laughs> just like you were televised like you're supposed to keep a low profile what part of low profile do you not understand <laughs> the low and profile part um <laughs> that is the one thing that i i wish there was but hey that's a great yeah. news i i can just make that myself <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's not necessary, but it would be really funny. Yes, and would, I do, it would have been fun. I'm interested to see, I guess, where the next episode takes us. I really feel like, and maybe it's the nature of how this podcast is versus our last season of this podcast. Um, I feel like I have no goddamn clue where any of these episodes are going. Like true week to week. It's just yeah. kind of a surprise every time. And it's like, honestly, really delightful. Like, mm-hmm. Uh, you know it it could have been a show kind of like i almost said like rings of power but we've talked about rings of power (laughs) being questionable um when it comes to plot and stuff but like yeah (laughs) a show where you know oh the next episode is going to be about this like it's only ever kind of got one trajectory yeah i really am enjoying that this show is kind of giving us a lot at the beginning here and like we're getting to see a lot and like I'm wondering, is the next episode going to be more Echo-centric? Mm-hmm. Is Are we going to see Cody again? Are we going to see it's, Rex again? Are we going to have a Crosshair or Rampart episode? Yeah. Like, there's kind of a lot of directions that we could go in here. It's surprise in the best way possible because you are setting up, like, we have kind of this questioning that maybe Crosshair is starting to do where he's like, uh, you know, is this the right choice? I, I don't know. You have that. You have the conflict kind of brewing between will the Batch decide to... Um, kind of selfishly take care of themselves only or are they going to kind of branch out and join this nascent rebellion that might be happening um you you have those directions so it's not like oh the next episode is going to be introducing an entirely new yeah concept to you that like now this season is kind of going to go in that direction like I know that we're not going to get that but it is also just like I don't know we got kind of a grab bag of all these really good characters and like what which direction of which of these are we going to see next yeah absolutely i'm excited about that i i decided fingers crossed i want rex to be in the next episode yeah because we haven't seen him yet uh and i know he's in this season you know Um, you know it my my sweet boy rex (laughs) um but yeah no i i putting it as like a grab bag is like a great way to to phrase it because it feels like but it's like it's all good like it's all good options and again it doesn't feel like yeah, we're uh, biding our time before we get to, like, the main push of this season. Yeah. It's like we've established all of these, like, ways we're going to go, you know, throughout the season or throughout the show in its entirety. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we just get to, like, enjoy the ride yeah. and just see where it fucking takes us. Yeah. It's the best. It's like being in a lazy river, but it's, like, <laughs> st- good Star Wars content. It's be- it's being, it's, I mean, it's like being a Sherpa. It's like, 
we're gonna go up this mountain you're like okay great yeah, and it's just yeah. like and i'm gonna show you this beautiful view now and then now we're gonna go into a cave and it's ooh, it's spooky or like i don't <laughs> yeah. know it, i don't know it is sort it of a like weird a, um, metaphor but no nah, but it's like a it's a journey <laughs> yeah. um, i feel um guided by the capable hands of um of uh, jennifer corbett and brad rao and dave filoni and uh, the Keener brothers bringing in the Holy music shit. again. The oh my god, we didn't talk about what well, we didn't. We forgot to talk about music in the last episode. We too. did, and it was. Let me say, it was so good. It was very. The music very good. has been like eleven out of ten. This the these episodes that we've so seen. so good. Uh, the fucking like club music we get in this episode when Tech is racing is so fun. I love that. It really kind of did harken back to we were listening to songs yeah. from the Clone Wars movie. movie soundtrack that they also did, which like, is a still, years ago. in my opinion very good soundtrack so, one of my favorites like 2008 rock ballad so but good, like though. it's so funny and i love that now we're getting this like 2023 like club music <laughs> like racetrack fun time yeah. i don't know like it's just good and i like that they're not feeling at least from my perspective it doesn't feel like they're having to be like fake john williams in this it's no, like they just get to do their whatever they own want. brilliant selves and they're really fucking good at their jobs yeah. you guys are really good at your job i don't know anything about music if i did i would compliment <laughs> you more specifically you did good tunes <laughs> but i've thoroughly enjoyed it keener brothers did an, a phenomenal job yeah. and they i'm sure will continue to do a phenomenal job fucking incredible also wow brothers working together wow if i had to work with one of my siblings professionally i think i would die but like kudos to you that you make a beautiful beautiful thing while working together <laughs> absolutely anyway so music is great anyway also your twitter is really great just fire t- fire tweets fire if y'all twitter. want good bad batch content just like i mean follow us on twitter but like <laughs> follow just like look at the shit people are putting on twitter because yeah. it's great god that was a long anyway wow yeah it was a good episode <laughs> We say that every every time, but I just love this show so much. It's it's so near and dear to my heart, and it's it's a genuinely good time. It is. That's all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be publishing episodes every Monday, so join us next time for episode uh, five called Entombed. Eerie. I hate it. You can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and also Instagram and Twitter at The Batch Pod. So if you like story and you like Star Wars, then tune in for the next episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Batch. Bye. Bye.